book of Esther, which is abnormal for this time of year for me, just because start of a new year, you know, I usually start in Genesis. And but anyway, this year's a little different, and uh, I just happen to be in Esther. Anyway, uh, you care to know that so much, so I had to tell you. Anyway, uh, I'm reading in Esther, and you know, I've read it several times, and it's even growing up, it's a story that. You know, you learn in Sunday school, Esther, you know, becomes a queen, goes before the king, and all that. And and while that's that's very important, uh, I, I began to notice that while it, you know, has Esther's name on it, and she did play a very important role, uh, just reading through it, I, I began to notice Mordecai's hands and fingerprints are all over the book of Esther. Uh, you know, it starts off with the King Xerxes and Vashti, the, his queen. Well, and, and Vashti um, angers King Xerxes. And, you know, this was, you know, fairly common you know, a long time ago where, excuse me, especially royalty, you know, if a woman wasn't producing sons, they would kill them. They were, you know, women were possessions, more or less, and so they didn't have a whole lot of rights. Well, so he decides to get rid of her and get a new queen. And it just so happens, you know, he basically have a beauty pageant and Esther win, wins him over. And and so that's not necessarily the interesting part. Um, it, you know, Mordecai, he, he worked in the, in the government under um, King Xerxes and he told Esther to not reveal um, that she was Jewish. He, he's giving her wisdom he was actually her uncle. He, her Esther's father um, died, so Mordecai raised her. So he pours wisdom into her. So, you know, we see that he is instructing Esther, you know, a younger generation in wisdom and things to do um, to live. And you know we need we need so much of that today i'll I'll get more into that uh later, but his wisdom and her following the wisdom of some of the the people um that knew what the king liked um helped her and i mean I believe part of you know God's favor was also on her, but she had to listen to the voices of wisdom around her to um, eventually gain favor with the king. And, you know, so, you know, and then we get into after she's queen, Mordecai learns about a plot, ends up saving the king. And then you get to Haman's plan to kill the Jews. And, you know, this is really the the, the focus when you read it and you learn about it that you know Esther went before the king and saved the Jews 
but I, I got noticing she never knew about the plot until Mordecai told her and she didn't and Mordecai told her because she saw that he was lamenting in the streets and he was wearing sackcloth so this is where it gets really to me really interesting is she's going about living her life as the queen and I'm not saying you know that was you know she was just necessarily living it up but she she had gained a new prominence she was she was in the government so the decree didn't go out to the government went out to to the people and she found out uh, what the, that Haman was trying to kill all the Jews because of Mordecai's laments and that just struck me so much that you know that his fingerprints were were all over this that he he raised her he was instructing her um as she was going through the process to possibly become queen and then he still stayed you know as close to her as he could and so it just it really got me to notice that you know his hands were all over this this is so much about him and you know a lot of the then esther knew about the plot to kill the jews because of mordecai and then she knew how to go about going before the king because of Mordecai, because of the wisdom and instruction he gave her, gave her, or that she watched him while she was growing up or during this time, because because she says, "Well, I will go, you know, you go fast and I will go fast." Well, she had seen her, you know, Mordecai. She had seen him do that, so she knew that she could do that. She, you know, Mordecai gave her wisdom in, uh, in doing this. And, you know, the, the verse that we, you know, everybody likes to quote is, is when Mordecai says, you were born for such a time as this. And, and that to me, that's just so powerful because he knew he could tell her that she was born for such a time as this because he knew that he had been born for such a time as this. And I think that's so powerful. That's really wisdom from Mordecai that's just written in the book of Esther. And, you know, we, we cite it as Esther 414, but it's really wisdom from Mordecai. And I just think that's so powerful that you know, an older generation spoke into a younger generation. And that and that's what we need so much of right now. Uh, and, you know, right, right before that, uh, starting in, well, you, you know, he go, um, he's lamenting, Esther sends one of her, uh, eunuchs to see what's going on and that's when she finds out that you know there's a plot to kill all the Jews and so, so 
she says, well, you know, what am I to do? Because I haven't been summoned before the king. She, and, you know, now at this point, she is rubbing elbows, you know, with the culturally elite and, and so much of that, you know, she, I mean, there were, you know, her, her life was on the line if she, you know, went before the king just unannounced. And, but she got so accustomed to the cultural norms and laws of the day that she, that she forgot, you know, who she was, what, you know, why she was there. And I think that was the other thing that was so powerful about why Mordecai, when he said in 14 that you were born for such a time as this, is that he was reminding her that you aren't just there to be popular, to rub elbows with the cultural elite, that you are to be a light. And I don't know, that just that spoke to me so much. I just believe that's so powerful. Um, and, you know, here he says in, I guess it's verse 13, not 12, sorry. But in 12, she's talking about she hasn't been summoned. 13, he says, do you think you will escape the fate of all the Jews? Because you're in the king's palace. If you keep silent as a time, at this time, you know, God, and, he goes, and God goes on to say, God will deliver um, the Jews through someone else. But it's, you know, do you think that you will be okay if you are silent through all of this? And, you know, then, then in 14, he says, you were born for such a time as this. And that to me was just so, just meant so much to me that, you know, so much of what we're going through right now is we have those that are just willing to be, you know, they want to be culturally relevant and, and I mean, I can, I can understand that to, you know, everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be in the in crowd. And, but we have forgot, you know, that we are a light here. You know, what, what our purpose on earth is. And so much of the tragedies that have happened in the world have been because people have been silent. They have been, well, that's not happening to me. That's over there. That's if I, you know, if I just keep my mouth shut, I can get by and I can live. But, you know, we, it's time, we, we can't be, can't be silent anymore. And, and so when I was, when I was reading this, I was just thinking, you know, where, where are the Mordecais of this generation? You know, where are those that are just, that they're, they're pouring wisdom into the younger generation, that they're, they're calling out compromise in, in others and you know not in a condemning way but in a loving way saying you know you were born for such a time as this you're not meant to just be famous you're not meant to get you know likes uh, you know you're not meant to just be popular to the world and just but you're meant to be a light you were born for such a time as this uh, and you know, the, the, it really hit me because, you know, because where am I in, in all this too? You know, that's the, the thing. You know, we all have a, a part to play, but, you know, do, you know, do I want to be just culturally relevant or, 
you know, am I willing to, to take a stand? And that, that's what I think that, that Esther is ultimately about, you know, is taking a, a stand for what you believe. And, you know, I mean, so much, maybe everything that, you know, America is going through right now is just because so many people have refused to take a stand. We've been silent and, you know, we don't lament where we are. We don't, we're not repenting for, you know, we just keep, we're either happy with the things, the way things are going. Uh, and, you know, I was listening to a podcast and, uh, pretty sure it was Rick Warren that was saying it, that said this, he was, you know, God called us, uh, to love the people of the world, not to love the world. And, but right now, you know, we love the systems of the world. We love the things of the world, but we don't love the people of the world. And that's, you know, that's really, really sad. There's so much hate and division in the world. And, you know, I think that that starts with, you know, we'd rather be, you know, we'd rather go after things. We'd rather have a good life here and then we forget about eternity. And we, you know, and I, and, ultimately you know we were we were founded on christian values and one of you know one of our main things was to export the gospel to the world and we have you know forgotten our call and our mandate from god you know why why he allowed us to um be the greatest nation in the world you know the world has ever seen and you know i think we're just a lot of us are just sadly okay with that. And it, so I've been doing, you know, some reflection, just, you know, am, am I okay? You know, because so many, so many times, you know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, like the popular kind of Christian-y phrase was, well, the world's just going to hell in a handbasket. And, you know, we're just, you know, more or less trying to survive. And it was kind of, you know, the world's always going to get worse. And, you know, God one day is going to come and rescue us. And the older I, I get, the more I'm around people. Uh, they're, you know, real, real strong Christians. Not to say those other people weren't strong Christians, but. And maybe it's just the revelation that, you know, we have come to in more recent years. But, you know, we're meant to occupy. We're, we're not meant to be silent and, you know, watch the world destroy itself and go into chaos and so I, you know I just believe we need we need some Mordecai's you know we just need people pouring wisdom into others though you know people that are willing to take a stand uh, and shift the perspective of those because because Esther starts off by saying you know uh, I haven't been summoned before the king, and if and the, and everybody knows if you're not summoned, uh, you will die unless you know he extends the golden scepter, which is you know means his favor upon you, and and the the Esther starts off with uh, Queen Vashti not coming when she was summoned, so she had lost favor. So the king. It already showed a willingness to 
get rid of anyone who um, didn't do as he pleased. And so, you know, we just have to be willing to stand against, uh, you know, against the culture. And, you know, I mean, I know it's, you know, cancel culture is hard and, um, but, you know, we have to be willing to, to rock the boat and stand for what we believe. And, you know, and, and Esther's attitude changed from that to, well, you know, if I die, I die, I will, I will take a stand. So there's, you know, Mordecai poured wisdom into her and did. You know, you were born for such a time as this. You were born to change the world. Uh, you know, you can't just keep silent and and stand there um, and say nothing. And, you know, we must have those that are willing to pour in wisdom. And we must, and then we must have others that are willing to not be silent. Because they, they each have a part to play. Mordecai could only do so much. I mean, he was a king's official, but... He had less power uh, than than Esther, because at this point was queen, and but he needed to pour wisdom into her, and she needed to walk in the wisdom that he had given her, and you know then they they both fasted and prayed. I think that's so important. You know, a lot of times we just, I mean, maybe just speaking for me personally, just kind of, you know, God, our government's so corrupt, I don't, I mean, my government's been corrupt my entire life, I don't really remember a time where it wasn't crazy, and I'm not even that old, so I don't, <laughs> you know, maybe that's the, but I think just because we've been willing to be too silent, that, you know, it started, I mean, it started before me, but, you know, take prayer out of schools, and then, you know, all the things that, that come later and later and then, you know, now we're not even, you know, we haven't been teaching biblical values for a while, but now, you know, we're teaching all kinds of crazy nonsense that, you know, even 10 years ago, we wouldn't have thought about teaching, but, you know, because so much was coming down from top-down government control or whatever, trying to subvert God's word and in reality because I mean God's word is rooted in reality but you know just all the all the stuff they're teaching and you know I mean there's not even from the schools you know just the things the government's trying to do we just have so many people that are unwilling you know to face face the cancel mob and just to and you know so I've been I've been thinking about that you know my okay with that you know because we, we, I, I like to, you know, live in a relative level of comfort, and, you know, I mean, who wants to have the world hate him, but, you know, that was, look, Christ was crucified, you know, the world hated Christ because he wouldn't, he wouldn't bow to their, their whims and wishes, he was, he had a mandate from God, and he, that's what he did, and, you know, do we, do we treasure this earthly life more than the heavenly life and are we willing to take a stand that's kind of the you know and I've been just reflecting on that you know just you know do, do I really believe that you know 
I was born for such a time as this? Are we just here to kind of exist and make it to heaven one day? Are we here to occupy and, you know, to carry out, um, you know, our kingdom mandate? And so I just, you know, that was just, just powerful to, you know, I don't know just so powerful to me. Uh, excuse me. And so, you know, I just encourage you if you haven't, uh, if you haven't read the book of Esther, go and read it. I man, you know, I just, I, but I, it, but if not, I, you know, I just encourage you to uh, to not be silent, to live out loud, to to do, to do all God has called you to to do, to you know, to stand for the truth, to be bold, to not be. Um, I don't know if arrogance is the right word, but not to be, excuse me, not to be just, I don't know, pushy maybe, but, but to just stand firm and just say, no, I, I, you know, I won't be silent. I won't bow to your woke wishes and your woke ideas that, you know, come straight from the pit of hell. I, I won't do it, you know. Christ is in me, and and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna stand for the truth. I'm gonna let let my light shine. Um, that He, you know, that the Holy Spirit has given me, and let Him pour out through me. Uh, so I just you know hope that was some encouragement for you, and just you know gave you something to think about, and that you you learned got something from that. Uh, and, you know, I just believe this is a time to arise and be all that God made you to be because you were born for such a time as this. Thanks for watching and listening. It would mean so much to me if you hit the like or subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, or like the Facebook page.